I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Hello, hello. Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome to the bloodiest episode of Movies Better, Yeah, Right, that there has ever been. Oh my Um, gosh, it was a lot. It was gory to say the least. We read There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins and watched the Netflix movie, which has the same name. I'm not really a slasher girl, so it was... It was a lot for me. And I read it and watched the movie. I pulled a U kind of of last week. Oh, yes. A beastly timeline. Yeah, a 48-hour binge. I didn't watch the movie in double time. That, I think, would be terrifying. Oh, that would be a lot for this movie. It was bloody, and I'm excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Did you have any hot takes? Uh, My hot take is that there is not enough time in the world to be the serial killer, which we can get into. But Oh, that's a good one. Mine was that – and maybe this is my lack of imagination, but reading a slasher novel is much different than watching it. Reading it, I was like, life is good. This is fine. And then watching it, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Ew. I was watching it Home Alone, which was frightening. And then I was reading it Home Alone, and there was – we'll get into, like, how the serial killer messes with the victims. But one of the things is, like, moving objects around the house so that things aren't where you expect them to be. And I was reading this book, and I set it down somewhere and completely, like – Oh, no. I'm just going to say pregnancy brain probably and not, like, regular forgetfulness. Like, I had no idea. All of a sudden, it wasn't where I thought it was, and it was nowhere. I was, like, looking all over the house, and I was like, I'm about – an egg timer is going to appear, and I'm going to be next. Oh my gosh, that might be for any listeners who don't actually know us a big reveal. <laughs> Riley's gonna have a baby. <laughs> I was gonna reveal it later because <laughs> my current read is very baby related. Uh, I see. I'm done hiding my baby reads. <laughs> you can finally give honest what are you reading right yeah. now? But yeah, I lost the book and it was frightening um for that specific reason any book that i lost would not have been a big deal but this i was like i have to find it or i'm gonna die tonight oh god had you read or watched either of these before i had never read but i am a big stephanie perkins fan anna and the french kiss i've probably read like a billion times i own it and it's like a very well-loved copy of the book this was a departure from that big time Mm -hmm. um and then I watched the movie with like during like a scary movie night with Colton, not knowing that it was like based on a YA book. And I think you're the one who told me and it like blew my mind. But watching it that time, I fell asleep. So Colton had to like tell me who the killer was after. So the whole time reading this and watching it, I was like trying to remember who he told me the killer was and I could just not get it together. I had no recollection. I read this um pre-covid because i was in my like brooklyn apartment i remember reading it there and i that's not too long ago it was probably 2019 i don't remember i didn't remember who the killer was four years later because my memory is so bad so i like i did with the movie because i had watched that when it came out pretty recently um probably like last year but with the book i was completely blind trying to figure out who it was and i was super wrong I had multiple guesses that were all Yeah, wrong. I kept guessing and kept being wrong. But I guess in the book, we'll get into it, but there's like – I don't think there's a way for us as a reader to no. guess who it is. Absolutely not. I was like, oh, of course I And I kept waiting for it to be a friend. I did too. And when they told us the killer, I was like, well, this isn't real. I'm going to wait for and the real reveal. This is like, like a copycat. Halfway through, I was like, there's so much more book. Yeah. Didn't we just figure it out? So I'll get into how the book plays out. It starts off um, bloody. We <laughs> start with a murder. It's a drama student named Haley. Haley Whitehall. Oh, I didn't even put that together. So like 
almost my name. Did that feel spooky to start a book? Where it did feel spooky. At first, it felt exciting because I was like, I didn't remember who the main character was. So I was like, my girl Haley, <laughs> exciting. And then she was very clearly murdered. And I was like, oh, this is a bummer. Everyone who gets murdered gets like a chapter where you follow them. And you know, as soon as the chapter starts, they're doomed. She, her death sort of revolves around like this egg timer that she keeps like thinking her family is putting in places and she keeps like moving it or turning it off or something. And then it ends up right next to her bed. She like wakes up and then is promptly killed in bed. (laughs) So from that grisly scene, we go to school and this is when we meet our main character who's not Haley. Sadly. Makani and her friends, Darby and Alex. And they're talking about Haley's murder as much as they're talking about um, Makani's secret crush, Ollie's pink hair. Oh, yeah. Dyed his hair. It's a big deal. We're getting, you know, some like murder details, some fear, but mostly a lot of backstory on like Makani and Ollie's. Like they were hooking up over the summer and then she was like a new girl. Then when school started, uh, there was like radio silence between them. She feels ghosted. So she's got a lot of Ollie on her brain for someone who just, you know, lives not too far from someone who was brutally murdered. But Oh, yeah. She doesn't care that much yet. But I guess she didn't know Haley. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if I like only knew them by name, how rattled I'd be. I if there was a hot boy with pink hair involved. Yeah, I would probably her, be distracted as well. Lip ring, and she described him as looking like a skeleton, and I was like, Haley would love him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like very upset at the movie for <laughs> what they did to Ollie. We also find out that Makani is from Hawaii, and she's moved to Nebraska pretty recently. And there's some like vague mentions that she's got some secret she was like running from. I hate this kind of thing. There. I hate that she knows, like, and just who thinks like that? Who thinks in, like, half-hidden thoughts? Like, that's what annoys me. It's like, if you, anything I think about, I, like, think about fully. And if the narration is in my head, then there would be no secrets. Yeah. She's not as much, like, an unreliable narrator as she's just a really secretive one. Yeah, it's a very weird read. She reconnects with Ollie this, like, first day back at school. They realize that they were first day back post-murder. They realize that there was just, like, a total misunderstanding, and they both weren't talking to each other because they thought the other one didn't want to talk to them. So we start the book off pretty quickly with them reconnecting again. And I got to say, for Stephanie Perkins being the romance YA connoisseur that she is there's a lot of romance in this slasher there is like a lot oh, yeah. of effort paid to these two that I was They're like you're so cute yeah <laughs> yeah I was like she couldn't help herself it was so yeah. cute and romancy and they're like very they're funny I like that it, I don't love slashers and violent books so that was really pulling me along I think that's probably how she was Maybe hoping to like get her regular audience and like a horror audience. Yeah. Like, Don't worry, I'm still gonna give you this sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. Ollie starts hanging out with them at school, like the whole group of them, and he's got a cop brother, so he's got the details on the deck. <laughs> a cop brother. Yeah. One of those cop brothers. One of those older cop siblings. Um, the detail that he has is gross. It is that Haley Whitehall had a smiley face carved into her neck. So I picture it. I guess that's for the best. With, like, X's for the eyes, so, like, a lot of... I just feel like there's not enough space. She had a long neck, maybe. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> a long, wide <laughs> neck. What did Haley look like? Because in the movie. they were making it seem like they were really deep, but if it were to be that deep, I'm demonstrating on my own neck for anyone listening at home. I feel like it just would be, like, scratches. Well, for the murderer, just... FYI, Haley Hall's neck is not long enough for this. <laughs> yeah, no murderers coming over here. <laughs> Smiley facing my neck. Let's see. We've got, you know, this little romance is progressing. Ollie meets Makani's grandma. Oh, it's um, so cute. They do puzzles. 
Yeah, they, they both like puzzles. She lives with her grandma. Her parents are still in Hawaii and are in the process of divorcing and are very out to lunch in terms of keeping in touch with her while she's... Almost abusively so. Yeah. We don't hear a lot. When we do hear from them, they're the worst. Like I don't think we ever hear from the dad. No, we hear from the mom. They were... I didn't like them even less than I like Auden's dad and Along for the Ride, which I hated. Oh, and he, like, talks so much. The Ollie and Makani hook up in a cornfield, which is their old thing that they used to do. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you were getting this, but I think this is when... Stephanie's trying to give us the vibe that like something might be up with Ollie because he's like they're in a cornfield no one knows where they are there's a murderer on the loose and he like gets a phone call and takes it inside of his car where she can't hear and she gets like a weird feeling all of a sudden and is like hmm is he hiding something which is not something you want to wonder when there's a serial killer around. So yeah doesn't she she calls him on it right away though right and he was like oh yeah that was weird. There's service in my car because it's an old cop car. And she was like, that's. Oh, so it has like one of those radios. Yeah, that's what he says. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I bought it. I was not concerned after that. Were you still concerned? I was. I remember. I was like, sounds good, Allie. Whatever you say, pinky. First time I read cigarettes. (laughs) I suspected him. So the second time I remembered that it wasn't him. Mm. I didn't know who it was, but I knew that it wasn't like my gut reaction the first person that I thought so I was like okay it's not him she's just trying to like lead me along but I had no concerns she ends up being okay because spoiler alert I just said it's not him oops but yeah if anyone actually doesn't want to know who it is in the book or movie don't listen to us yep we stop even saying that we're gonna spoil because one we forget every time and two it just that's just what we do. What else would we talk about if we weren't spoiling? These gory deaths. Like the next one is the death of Matt, a football player. Oh, His this one was gross. It was disgusting. Yeah. If you don't want to listen, skip ahead a couple minutes. He gets his like head carved open and his brain squished with a knife in there. Yeah. And he was like scared of like CTE, which yeah. I can't remember what that stands for now, but it's like the brain injury that football players can get from like lots of head trauma and concussions. And the killer knew that. So it was like even more messed up. Yeah, I don't remember the killer fucking with Haley Whitehall. I guess her vocal cords. She was a oh. singer. Okay. And that like in the theater. Wasn't this killer wasn't this murder though? The killer like left or no. Never mind. Ignore me. The killer just saw that he was reading about this and that it was something that concerned him so that he killed him that specifically. I think he left that note for him before he killed him, but it wasn't like left on the scene for anybody. Okay. So like he found the note again and was like, oh, this note went missing like three weeks ago. We're getting into my hot take of why this there's not enough time in the world for the serial killer because we're going to see multiple people who have like multiple hangups and the killer has is on top of all of them is like messing with them for weeks ahead of these deaths moving shit around their house like sneaking into their basements i'm just yeah that must be like all he's doing do you sleep probably not i don't think people who do things like this sleep well so this happens in a locker room it's on school grounds this time the last one was at home so after the second murder, everyone gets questioned by the cops at school. That's where Makani like meets Ollie's brother, because we're really less invested in Matt's death as we are in like meeting the brother of the guy she likes. Yeah, that's the um, more important part. And then they like ditch school after these interviews, her and Ollie, and they go hook up at his house. And then she meets cop brother again because he like walks into the room while they're hooking up. Oh yeah, and is like. You can't sneak off when there's a serial killer. You got to, like, be where you say you're going to be, which is a valid point. Yeah, um, he's a oh, pretty good brother. Ollie doesn't have parents who are living, which is why he's got his brother, brother in a cop brother's car. Her friends vocalize for the first time that they think Ollie's the murderer. It's, like, the first time that that's, like, written out. And she is like, fuck you guys. Yeah, she doesn't really care. 
Also, her friends are like best friends, and then Makani moved there, and they like let her into their group. But they've been best friends since they were like born. I think every time they like go off to the side or like have opinions on things, Makani feels like super left out. Yeah, she knows they were talking about her, um... and also their reasons for suspecting Ali are stupid. Like because so, Ali like texts Makani. And that's how, like, they figure out they're okay and stuff. And she's like, how'd you get my number? And he's like, oh, like, from my brother. Kind of weird. And, like, that really bothers the friends. Did that bother you? I mean, he was honest about it. I think – I, like, did not care. I was like, that's not that – like, he has a cop brother. It's a small town. Like, you all know each other's great-great-grandparents, and you're upset that he found her phone number. It was, like, so randomly – like, a weird thing that they were, like – He's obviously the killer. Think about how he got your number. I think they didn't like him already before. They thought he was a loner and he was... I guess so. He had pink hair and a lip ring and they were upset about that. Whoever the killer is, kills someone else right after that. Rodrigo this time, who is home alone playing video games. And his death involved having his ears cut off and then put back into his headphones and put on his head. Um, That was a crazy one. Yeah, I wasn't... I was a little bit perplexed by why are we cutting off his ears? What's the message there? I think it was because he was saying such nasty things to women. <gasps> oh. Um, while playing games and stuff. Yeah, he was part so, of some like online community. I think that's that was the vague connection there. But I think his thumbs being cut off maybe would have made oh, sense like too. Or his yeah, fingers his or something. Or his lips or I actually don't know why we're giving the killer more ideas. Never mind. I thought no dark thoughts. None of the above. Um, His was super spooky because he fell asleep on the couch and woke up and all of the furniture except for the gaming chair that he was sitting on had been moved around. Yeah, are we assuming he was drugged? I think so because he slept so hard for someone to be moving furniture. Yeah. That was my other – like the serial killer, one, I don't think had enough time to do all of this, and two – had to have been the sneakiest like the things that they pulled off were crazy that i'm just like are you sure and then they played the video game and just like sat in the pool of his blood and played the game for hours we so we're like halfway through the book at this point we're about to meet the killer get excited but everyone like goes back to school after a couple days off because of the murders um not everyone goes back some people's parents keep them home but like Ollie's there and Makani's there and they go to her house after school and are like, they've already had sex or like in her bedroom. St- he's still naked. She's like dressed. I don't know when that I happened. was she assuming was- she was like comfy clothed because she was going downstairs. Okay. And then he's just butt ass naked up there still sleeping. Yeah. Snoozing. So she goes downstairs, and she's been throughout the book, like, hinting at weird stuff in her house, but her grandma sleepwalks, so, like, you don't know. Her, I you think know something her weird with sleep. Or, no, her grandma has, like, episodes in the book. Oh, like, her, her grandma, like, cut off that neighbor's nose. Yes. Which was really breezed past. It was. Her grandma had some dementia going on, and so there was a lot of, like, cabinets being opened and drawers, and her grandma, them thinking it was the grandma, Um, Which later it seems like it was the murderer messing with her. Because this day, there's, you know, drawers, cabinets as usual, but also the puzzle has been finished when she goes down there. I didn't like it. I hated that. That was scary. Killer shows up um, and she gets involved in a knife, uh, I can't speak, a knife fight with the killer that ends up including her. Of naked Ollie and her grandma, who was running late from a, an appointment, yeah. and gets stabbed during this fight. And you see, she sees who the killer is at this point, which is when I was totally convinced it was a copycat person, because I was like, it's too soon. I thought then, it was way too soon. Ollie, like, recognizes him. David Ware, who, if you were, like, eagle-eyed reading the book, had appeared a, a couple of times to say- yeah. He was, like, was friends with Rodrigo. So he's been mentioned, but what do you think about a killer being someone so random? They make a point to be like, he's like nondescript and not noticeable. He's super random. And I was like, well, how are we supposed to get that? Yeah. I didn't get the chance. 
I don't know. I think I talked like either last week or a couple weeks ago. I really hate mysteries. So I like kind of liked that I was like, oh, I was never going to figure that out. Did you think it was anybody in particular? I thought it was was Darby. But the only reason I thought that is because I vaguely remembered Colton saying, oh, it was that person in her friend group. Oh, in the movie. movie. So then I just like assumed the killers would be the same. So then the only person in the friend group, there were three friends. And so I was like, Darby is the killer. And it never made any sense what I was like. It has to be. That's what. That's what Colton said. I thought it was her friend Alex because she's like sort of into like dark stuff and likes talking about this a lot. So I felt like there was enough that she said that I could see a killer who was like after the fact sort of like loving listening to other people talking about it. She was like, let's gossip. This is fun. So the grandma's in the hospital. She's injured. And Makani has to move in with Ollie and his cop brother. It's so cute. Yeah, that dog is not so cute. I know. I was wondering if you could hear it and the people yelling with them. It's very cute. They end up staying in the same room and, like, she doesn't want him to leave because she's got PTSD and the cop brother is, like, you guys can't, like, sleep in the same room under my roof the next morning. And I was kind of like, dude, they just survived a serial killer attack and he was naked like i think we're past that and you should just let them find comfort in this yeah. way <laughs> i think it becomes like more what i would have been picturing like later on in the book not to jump ahead but like later on it's chris ollie and her all in one room together like yeah. two of them are sleeping on the floor and he's like in the bed which was a weird choice chris but whatever <laughs> But, like, I was picturing, like, all of them in the living room or all of them, like, somewhere. Like, I was shocked they chose to still, like, go separate ways. During one of her hospital visits to see the grandma while she's living with the boys, she has, like, a come-to-Jesus moment with her friends, um, Alex Darby and then Ollie, where she tells them, basically, she's decided that the killer is killing people who are, like, bad people. Yeah, who have, like, done something bad. She's, like, very, very guilt-ridden about this bad thing that she's done. So feels like the right time to tell them. So we hear about this hazing situation in Hawaii where she was on the swim team. And they, like, kidnapped her from her house and took her to the beach. And there was a lot of alcohol involved. And she and her friend were just super drunk. They had, like, bitch written on their foreheads. And the C word. They, they each got oh, their yeah. own bad word that they had to respond to and if you like responded to your real name you had to drink more it was very horrible and i mean her crime or the thing that she feels bad for is like hard to in the wake of all that it's hard to be like okay you did a bad thing but like the situation was so shitty she like yeah was arguing with the friend and got really angry because really she was angry because her mom sucks. Her friend's mom had warned her that she was going to get like kidnapped by the swim team. So she was like dressed and ready and like sort of prepared. And Makani's mom was like, screw you, Makani. I'm not going to tell you. Um, so she felt like jealous of her friend. And a lot yeah, of and her friend like her. knew Makani's mom was bad. And they had like just been texting before bed. And her friend yeah. like chose not to say anything. Makani like cuts her ponytail with a knife. I don't exactly recall how this came to happen. Where I she picked up a knife from. So the knife came from like opening the dog food. Oh. They were like force feeding them dog food, which is really horrendous. And like I can't stress enough like how much she made it sound like they drank, like almost to the point of like death. Like yeah. it was not like fun Friday night drinking. So, when like, she, somehow Jasmine and her got in, like, a little altercation. Thicker. And, and it just, like, she was already really angry. And her hair gets cut off, and she runs into the ocean after that. And then no one's paying attention to her, and she almost drowns because she's extremely, extremely drunk. And Makani is blamed. I don't understand why she was the only one arrested. Yeah. You would think the whole team would be ostracized. I, that part was like a little unclear to me. Really quick, I would like to share that I was kidnapped in a much, much more 
acceptable form of, I don't, I wouldn't even call it hazing, but when I was in high school, if you were on the varsity soccer team, they would come to your house at night just like that and like wake you up and take you out of the house and put you in a car. But they would, instead of driving you to the beach and getting you drunk, they would just put crazy makeup on you and like make your hair really like a rat's nest and just tease it and put like ponytails over your head and make you look weird and put like blush on your forehead. I don't know, just makeup everywhere. You looked insane. And then you would go to McDonald's and have breakfast in front of, you know, whoever's McDonald's. at McDonald's. And then breakfast you would people. go to school and spend the entire day going <sighs> from class to class in your pajamas looking like that. Oh. So, yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as it made. Oh, that just got worse, though. I was picturing a Friday night. Did you do that? No. Did you have fun? Mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, if it was like the first year it had been done or something, I think I would have hated it. But it was so known that that was like what that meant, that it was like, okay, this is like less embarrassing. People that- like wonder why I hate team sports. Like that is not for me. The promise. I like wouldn't of- even wear a costume to school all growing up because it like made me so uncomfortable. Even though you lived in your Pocahontas costume as a kid? I know. I don't know what changed. Wow. But I think that was at home. Like at home, I didn't mind it. But going to school, like I always remember not liking wearing a costume. I would wear like a Halloween t-shirt and like fun, like maybe a witch hat or something. But then, yeah, you would have hated this. I would have hated that. <laughs> Maybe as much as Makani's hazing. I know. <laughs> just as bad, honestly. But I, I liked Alex's line about the mugshot did make me laugh out loud. Oh, she her- would be. Uh, yeah, she wanted to be Makani for Halloween because her mugshot had bitch across her forehead. I wanted to see it. They recreated it in the movie. It was pretty good. It was. But they didn't have – bitch was, like, not in the photo. Oh. <gasps> Oh. It was like all wiped off. Bummer. Missed wow. opportunity. So they've decided at this point, like I said, that the victims are people who did something wrong or were a bully. So they decide that this guy, Zachary, must be the next bully. And he's going to be at this memorial yeah, that's weird. being held. It's weird to me that I get holding a memorial, but they were like, the whole town was there. And I was like, be in your houses or hunker down together. Why are we all out and about right now when there's someone on the loose? But um, yeah, sure enough. That's like stupid. And all the Something cops died. were there trying to watch them. Yeah. It felt unnecessary. Like, let's do a memorial when we've caught the killer and we have we can honor everyone else who's gonna die. Because so many people die after that memorial. The first is Caleb, and he's not a bully. He's like a really religious guy at school who's always praying over everybody. And he's killed inside the grocery store and it's like hands are cut off and put on his chest and it's gross and Makani and Ollie find him because they're like making out behind the grocery store where Ollie works they like used to make out over there so they've like become boyfriend and girlfriend official and they're like having this like romantic moment and then they notice that someone's moving around in there so they find Caleb's body he's very much dead but who they saw moving was David the killer they chase him out he like starts just jumping into random trucks and like escaping that way he's like what is it called hitchhiking yeah yeah the next person he kills is katie oh no he doesn't kill her oh yeah he does katie is killed well she's babysitting her brothers and her mom at work as a nurse it was horrible and her mom didn't hear from her when she tried to call so she went to check on her and she was dead it was yeah and the killer guy was like why aren't you screaming Like, in her brain, she didn't scream to protect her little siblings. Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. But also, Katie, you set up a trap, and then you chose to ignore it. So what the fuck? She did. She set up, like, a paint trap. Her basement window didn't close or lock. And I was like, you need to go live somewhere else for a few days. Like, this is not Yeah, why is everyone not all living together? Like, this is such a small town. They could all be in, like, a community center. Just all of them. The at this point, Darby and Alex and Makani and Ollie are all together and they've decided that instead of killing bullies, he's killing like uh I don't know, like special people from like gifted people, yeah. 
they think that Rosemary, who is like a skilled horse girl, is going to be next. A skilled horse girl. Huh? She, uh. While they're racing to go tell her and warn her, she is in the stables fighting back with a pitchfork as David oh, is trying to She was her. so badass. She was very cool. He was just expecting her to freak out, um, and she fought back, and he was not ready for that. So he's, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit injured when – the car yeah, I think she up. gets one stab. Kid shows up. Yeah. Um, but he still runs off. She's alive. He runs off after stabbing and killing Alex. This really was quickly. very brushed past. Yeah. We'll never talk about her again. This is it. Yeah, She's this is it. The best friend through the whole book. Gets Hugely stabbed. upsetting. Stabbed in a way, too, that the fight is going on and it's nobody really knows whose hands are where and what's happening. And then... David runs away and it's like, oh, Alex is dead. They're bleeding out on the floor. Um, I had like a hard time. Like I do care for Rosemary, but I was also like, what the hell are the four of you doing right now? Go home. They all end up hurt. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so stupid. The movie is the same where I'm like, can you stop all of you? What are you? Why? Yeah. Why are you? I guess that's the point of like every horror movie though. And every like mystery, the main character. No, the main character is like, I gotta be the one. I've literally never said that. <laughs> I never gotta be the one. There's, I'm be. sure there's ten other people more qualified than me. <laughs> this would not be me. They like follow David into a corn maze that's going on, where Ugh. a bunch of people are like out and excited because they like have heard about they're from other towns and they've heard about the serial killer and they think it'll be fun to like go to the corn maze and i don't know mock the dead i'm not sure yeah they like dress like the murderer and stuff so while they're like chasing after him they eventually find him catch up to him and alex and darby are quote unquote killed makani declares they're killed they're both stabbed and she's like they're dead they're not moving and then she really dipped fast runs off yeah and she's like following him on her own at this point and he i don't remember when there's like enough time for this but he like explains his motive which is just that he was going after anybody who wanted to leave their small town and he wanted he was just going to be there forever like in the prison um no he wanted to leave he thought going to the prison was him leaving that was him leaving? That was yeah, he was like forever. you guys are going to be stuck here forever and I'm going to be the one who gets to leave Oh. So his, like, dreams oh. were, like, going to a prison two hours away. Oh, and then, okay, the ending makes more sense. Wow. I was really confused by his <laughs> I'm so glad we're back on track. Yeah, he wow. wanted to go to prison. Cool. Good for him. What he, did you think was ha- – wait. It's still explain I, this as if you didn't I thought <laughs> no. he wanted – I, like, grew up in a town in California that there was a prison in my town. So – like to me it wasn't weird that he was like i'm gonna be here forever in this prison in my town and i was like yeah he's just gonna die here and he wants to live here forever and like anybody who's trying to get out he's like no you're staying here with me because i'm not like special enough to leave in any way so i just assumed the prison was like down the street so i mean it's still like in the grand scheme of the world it was it was just two hours away in a different small town in nebraska I have a, but those I were his big dreams. He was excited for the prison. So that's mm-hmm. why Makani is like, screw you. You're mm-hmm. staying here forever. Yeah. she And ends then up, does the deed. Well, she only can do the deed because Darby is not dead. Darby shows up with like some big skeleton prop and hits David in the back of the head with it. And he falls into a corn kernel, um, sort of like a ball pit, but like a corn Wait. kernel pit. Before we get to there, so there is, like, the Kern Cornell pit. And for whatever reason, Makani's running. He's chasing her. Instead of running around this corn cornel pool, which, you know, like, people fall into corn silos and they, like, drown, basically. Mm-hmm. She jumps in. That yeah. would be, like, jumping into, like, just the hardwood floor. Like, that's not soft. And then she's, like, wading through waist deep. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> You're so slow. It killed me. Every part of this absolutely destroyed my brain. I was like, of all the choices you could have made, 
Yeah, why go right in there? It was he, like jumping into a vat of like quicksand. He falls in and then is like sort of stunned, not dead. He just was hit in the head with something. So she has grabs his knife. She like finds it in the in the corn kernels, which is another weird thing, and stabs him to death. And then crazy. Um, Chris runs by her, and she find they like go to see that Ollie is actually alive. And the book ends with like he's alive. That's like, really abruptly. It's really a love story at heart. It is That's, a love story. Who cared about David? And his vengeful death that she got. It was really about her romance. With the pink-haired boy. And that was that. Murder book. So she, Stephanie Perkins, hated all things horror. And then in middle school saw Scream. And it was love ever after. How cute. And then she wrote. Isn't that funny? Romance for a long time. Yeah. And then she wrote like a Scream-like book, kind of. The teen Mind Bundy slasher. It took her six years to write this book, and she started it when she was like still kind of writing Anna and the French Kiss. Isn't that bizarre? How could you do both at once? I don't know. I wonder if she was ever like trying to plot Anna and the French Kiss and would be like, oh, wait, no, that's my murder book. That can't happen. I feel like that is what happened, hence Ollie and Makani. Maybe, but while she was plotting, she was also working as a librarian and a bookseller. Oh. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. It's very adorable. Hiccup, sorry. But apparently she's still very into horror now, so she tests herself by watching the worst of the worst movies. So she, like, purposely seeks out films that have been banned in other countries, which I thought was kind of sick. But I guess it's a fine. Do you mean sick like disgusting or like that's sick? Cool. Um, I think disgusting. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine like if they've been banned in other countries and she decided to like hack off the skull cap of a teenage boy and then mush his brains around. She must have seen that on film and that really irked me. Yeah. I was like, ew, that's gross. And then apparently Ollie and Darby would be part of Hufflepuff, according to Perkins. McConney and Alex are Slytherin. Connie. McConney. Oh, McConney. I was like, who's Connie? I don't remember her. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I liked the idea that if I had only said Connie, you would like have no idea who I was talking about. (laughs) But you were thinking Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E. Yeah, I was. Are you Ravenclaw? I refuse to. Um, oh, that's right. I that forgot way. you were. We've done this once before, and I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't say. <laughs> it's not public information. Yeah. J.K. Rowling sucks. Sorry. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a heartbreaking one because she is terrible. She is quite terrible. But I figured yeah. Stephanie offered this information. She did. Probably before she knew what a terror so when was this published? That's true. I guess this was published in 2017, but I feel like J.K. Rowling was already going down a bad path at that point. Yeah. She's been bad for almost like 10 years now. And yet, she still keeps getting money thrown at her for things. Shall we get into movie-dom? Yes. So here's the thing with the movie, you guys. It is, as usual, like, same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. But, like, the things that are different make it like so like irrelevantly different that going through the full plot (laughs) is not worth it so instead we're gonna go through the key differences as usual because i think this is just the better setup apparently for this podcast it opens up with basically the same exact murder of like Haley whitehall but it's a football player named jackson but like the (laughs) egg timer is there the like messing with things before like licking all the like seasoning off of doritos yeah, that was that was weird crazy yeah this, this actual murder really got me maybe more than any oh yeah it was I... really upsetting it gave me heebie-jeebies 
So the big difference here is like one, I mean, they did like kind of a character swap. They really needed to like downsize the amount of characters in this movie. I can tell you why they swapped him for the beginning. Which, oh, yeah. I figured they the, just didn't want to cast another person. No, the um, directors said that he didn't want the movie to start like so many slashers do with a young woman dying. He wanted it to start with a young man dying and kind of like show the audience from the get go that he wasn't like going to just be egregiously killing teenage girls. Oh, I like that. That's fair in like terms of the world. But as like a book to movie lover, I'm like, just do it exactly the same. But I see the point. I like that. So he dies. The killer in the he movie. His Achilles tendons were slashed. Well, I was getting there, but the killer set out the whole scene, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, oh, he dies. And I was like, wait. I said so the killer. And then you interrupted me. <laughs> Well, listen back. If so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone ignore what Riley just said. He wakes up from the nap with an egg timer that had been in the kitchen. It's like pitch black outside. He is late for whatever he had to do. He can't find his phone. Landline doesn't work. And then he starts finding photos of a video that he was a part of printed out, scattering the hallway, like leading him to this closet. That's like a walk-in closet. And in the closet, the photos are pasted everywhere. And it looks like he is also hazing someone who's joining the football team. And it almost looked like that person was dead, but I guess they're not. But their yeah, face was, was like covered in like a napkin and all bloody. And they were just like punching them again. like over and over again. It was. I thought he killed them, but I guess so not. I. That person is fine. It's Caleb. It's a a character that we see. And every time he appeared, I was like, you're alive. I know. It was like quite shocking. So he's in the closet. There's clothes all around him. He picks up like a golf club, I guess. But it was like the most puny looking golf club in the world. And starts hitting the clothes. And we're looking high when we should have been looking low. Because out comes an arm with a knife and slashes through both Achilles tendons. And blood goes everywhere. He collapses immediately and is murdered shortly after by a person in a mask that is a mask of Jackson's face. Do you think you would know that that was your face? No. None of them looked alike. He was like, it's me. And I was like, I don't think that that looks like you that much. I also loved that his first gut reaction to being... um, having his Achilles tendon sliced, was to be like, I'll Venmo you whatever you need. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That was like... I would be screaming and that's it. So I feel like 90s teen horror movies have a lot of like one-liners that are like funny or like recalled. So I feel like that was like trying to make it campy, but like for the times. But whenever people try to do things like that, it just sounds real stupid. (laughs) it made me laugh it's silly so now we know a killer's on the loose and about the same things pretty much happen except now like makani's friend group is basically a blend of like all the main characters from the book so her friends are alex and darby still but then they're also really good friends with rodrigo and zach and zach is like a new reimagined version of like the Zach book character. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like a new addition is Caleb, who is the guy from the hazing video. And who that video been- got like sent to everybody after the murder. So people are like, oh, I'm sad he's dead, but also what the fuck? He's kind of a bad person. Caleb seems to be alive and well with no facial damage. So don't really know what happened there, but they're all friends. And then we go through kind of rapid fire murders that lead us like through the movie so next up is katie but not a version of katie like the book so this katie is like super religious she's like the caleb who is now exactly so caleb becomes a football player katie becomes religious like stands up to speak and like ostracizes people and makes everybody pray and just the center of the tension 
So she's setting up the memorial for Jackson by herself in the church. And a podcast starts playing, not like ours at all, of her just hate speech. Mm -hmm. And like about like eugenics and just really horrible, horrible things. And the killer like is playing that and she's like trying to say it was like just a joke and then even calls 911 and is like, he's making me record this against my will. But he still ultimately gets to her and the knife goes like through the back of her head, through her mouth. Yeah. In a really disgusting way. Yes. And then he hangs her up from the rafters of the church and all the church people walk in and he releases the podcast to everybody. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm with the killer. Find some more people. This sounds fine. Oh my God. <laughs> These were both two really shitty humans. They were shitty. They maybe should have been punished in a different way. That's fair, but compared to the book, the movie, I was like, I'm not that upset with the killer just yet. Well, yeah, they weren't killing. Katie wasn't like, I'm not screaming because my brothers are sleeping upstairs. Yeah, like the book really pulled at my heartstrings. But this is where we deviate from that. Rodrigo is next to go, which is pretty sad. They're at like, Zach throws a big party for everybody. Yeah. Called like the secret party. Where one, there's a curfew in town. So it's like a secret party. And two... Everyone's telling their secrets so that the killer, like, doesn't have anything to use against them. And Zach's big secret is that his dad collects, has, like, the largest collection of Nazi memorabilia in the house. He had so much, um, ahem, weaponry. Yeah. And no one, no one thought. No one thought anything of it. And then he made all the Nazi stuff into, like, bongs. Which was, like, a weird deviation. Oh, I forgot to mention. Okay. Backtracking really quick, just for, like, a side note. And we meet all the friends. They leave school. They get in Zach's rich boy SUV. They're still in the school parking lot. They are passing around a blunt. And then they start honking the horn. And I don't know if you've ever been to, like, any sort of small town. But typically, that public display... Of, like, smoking, doing drugs in the school parking lot while also honking your horn. Like, what were they thinking? This was insane. But that's beside the point. They have no fear. Anyway, we're back at the party. No one seems to care that Zach's dad's a Nazi. No one seems to think that maybe Zach also has problems being raised by a man like this. Yeah. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> but we go back to Rodrigo. He has a pill addiction. So Which he's is like. Not- the same this as everyone else. Exactly. This is where I was like, wait a minute, killer. I thought we were, we, I thought we had something here. I felt very betrayed. Rodrigo did not deserve this. No. And he was so cute. Yeah, Such he was so scared. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It was very horrible. He almost made it out too. He got like. He almost had it, but no luck. So Rodrigo's gone. Alex still had a crush on him. And is, like, heartbroken. The friend group is, like, rattled because they're all friends. And next in line is Makani. And the killer, like, does a similar thing to what they did with Jackson, where they, like, put up photos of all the things. And she had, like, a hazing situation. Still, like, the mean words, the, like, swim team. But in the movie... It's not a cut ponytail. It is a direct shove, fall into the fire, burn half your body and face. Yeah. The girl like shoved her and then she drunkenly shoved her back and shoved her right into the fire. fire. Or like didn't connect the dots. I still think it's a similar level of like, honestly, I think the haircut was more intentional. Like you didn't accidentally cut off all her hair. Yeah. This had worse consequences. The girl lived, but... Yeah. So those photos are everywhere. The killer is once again in a mask that looks nothing like Makani. I don't know if their printer, like, did not have skin color options, but... Oh, I guess Alex got worried that Mm. she wasn't hearing from Makani or her grandma wasn't or something. Makani was home alone, and her grandma was like, stay with Alex. And she was kind of arguing with Alex because Alex thought Ollie was the killer, so they were fighting. 
Oh, and yeah. Ollie's in this, like, too, but I'm not mentioning Ollie at all because he's so fucking annoying in this. Makani decides she's just fine to stay home alone while there's a murderer out and that she's going to be a-okay. She yeah, just she's like, stubborn. Even though she knows she has a huge secret. She even falls asleep. I would be like so crazy. up on caffeine and listening intently. As soon as she like noticed that her door was open and her knife was gone, she yelled, Graham. And I was like, you can't make yeah, any noise. Why are you yelling? Also, why are you assuming it's anyone but the killer at this point? Yeah, you so have true. three people gone and have been being messed with for like weeks. So Alex shows up just in time. Akani's fine. But the killer seemed to be planning to burn her alive, which was yeah. crazy town. I thought she was dreaming. I was like, this isn't real. <laughs> it was. I know. I had already fallen asleep at that point. So at this point on, this movie is entirely new to me. So that was kind of exciting. And it is implied that the killer runs even before. I mean, maybe he could tell that Alex was close by, but it seemed like as soon as his mask fell off and there was a chance that Makani was going to know who he was, he booked it. And then this is where I'm kind of blurry. So, like, at this point, Makani is, like, almost 100% sure it's Ali. Because he knew she was home alone. Ali knew she was home alone. Ali knew her real name. He had like so Ali in the movie is much creepier. What he had no pink hair. Why? Why couldn't he still have no pink either. hair? Oh, boo. Ali had the name, knew where she was and that she was alone, and then also in his glove compartment, Makani saw that he has a taser. Cop brother. And the killer them. was using a taser. Mm-hmm. So she is like, I know who it is, it's this person. Ali gets arrested. No, um, she didn't see anything. She's just like, I've put some clues together. It's that guy. And they're like, yeah. okay, we'll take him to jail. Yeah, exactly. But then he's let out pretty quickly after. And he, like, shows up. Makani is, like, waiting at school to go to the corn maze. I don't know how she felt up to that. Ollie rolls up in his cop brother car. And Makani runs away because she still thinks it's him. Runs into Caleb, is like really happy to see him. Caleb gets stabbed. And the killer then doesn't kill Makani, instead hands her the knife and runs off. So it's under the impression that the killer thinks Caleb's dead now. What happens after that? She then knows that Ollie doesn't, wasn't Oh, killer, she knows it's not Ollie. In. He's like, are you okay? So she knows it, it was too fast for him to have like left and come back. Um, and then all her friends show up. And, and they still, they know everyone went to the corn maze? They decide, they know that Zach is at the corn maze and they are worried. Oh, and they're trying they're to save Zach. Going there. Yeah. So they uh-huh. go to the corn maze and they're calling him and are trying to get a hold of him. And he, when he does answer the phone, is like, my, like, the corn maze is on fire. Like, my dad is blah, blah. I don't know. He just basically shouts a bunch of random shit into the phone and acts really scared. So they all. Go to his friends. Right. And then we flash to the killer lighting the corn maze on fire using a grenade lighter. So a grenade that's been made into a lighter or a lighter that looks like a grenade. But knowing what we know about Mm -hmm. Zach's liking to make Nazi memorabilia drug products, drug paraphernalia. There we go. I was like... Oh, I remember who the killer is. I won't say it yet, but put two and two together. So the killer is now in the flames. All the friends are in the flames. Darby and Alex go to, like, lead all the football players out of the corn maze. They're in the flames because they drove through them to make a path. a path out. They're making a path for everyone to get out. But the stupid thing was not all four of them needed to be in the car to do that. They didn't all need to just go deep into the maze and catch possibly on fire. They could have had one person. So what if they had hit somebody? Uh, Oh, (laughs) don't get me started. (laughs) They absolutely, I am sure, all the way that they drove would have hit a person. I think they they just ran over people in every single part of the maze. Maybe. They didn't ever check the rope. But Darby and Alex leave. It's Ali and Makani next. They're chasing after the killer. 
They come up on an open clearing. The killer is wearing the mask of Zack's dad, the corn maze master, Nazi man. Zack's dad is on the floor, like, groveling. And then Makani, like, yells out something, like, you asshole, or Mm -hmm. something irrelevant. And the dad kind of panics but doesn't move, and then the killer panics and, like, stabs him right away. He slams him in the face, like, from the chin up. Ooh, yeah, that's right, with, like, a katana. Yeah. Ooh, gross. Then he rips off his mask, really annoyed, and is like, why would you do that? Like, I had the perfect thing to say to him. How could you ruin this moment for me? And Zach, Makani is like, I gave it away. (laughs) Makani is like, oh my god, it's you, Zach. (laughs) Um, And Zach is like, of course it's me. Like, I needed... I, like, wear my privilege out in the open, and I wanted everyone else to see who they were out in the open. Or Like, it was so convoluted. Really, like, I really I understood the book, and then this, I was like, I do not understand. I wished he would have just said he was evil. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? What? This Break it down. Maybe if he'd written some manifesto and they really found later what I was just like in the moment, him saying two sentences about privilege, I was like, excuse me? We didn't we didn't have enough of this like built out for me to understand what you're talking about. It was so confusing. And like the whole time he was very much like not really with his dad. Like yeah. he thought his dad was an asshole and like didn't really like him. His dad like buys everyone's property so that he can like extend his corn maze and have like. But I don't know why he then like terrorized those same people. Like the connection was very loose. But Mm -hmm. Stephanie Perkins was one of the writers, so I Hmm. I don't know what happened. She wrote the romance parts. They were like good in the movie either. Any facts about any movie facts about her writing? Makani then goes on to in a similar fashion minus the corn pit murder this person but in the book she like doesn't really know him he's just an evil guy who already attacked her once in the movie like this is her like one of her best friends for the past year she has no qualms stabbing him multiple times times. i think i I could stab somebody once if they were like trying to kill me i think i could be like okay i've debilitated you like i'm gonna leave this up to fate now but she, like, just really went in on it. He says something, and she's like, you don't know what I'm capable of. And then she shows him that she's capable of some stabbing. Similarly is, like, really wraps – oh, like, Ollie is – had yeah, been stabbed. She's, like, speaking at her f- graduation. Yeah, and they, like, went to prom together, her and Ollie. He was recovered yeah. from the stabbing. Like, why um, would anyone want her to speak at the graduation? Because she killed the killer. That I would be like. Oh, and the killer said at one point he was like going to frame her. That was why he handed oh, her. Oh, yeah, I forgot how stupid that was. So he—that's why I said he must think Caleb's dead. Caleb doesn't die, so that whole thought process was dumb. But yeah, he yeah. was trying to make it seem like Makani killed everybody. I forgot about like that part. he killed her. Um, so he would be the hero. But then I was like confused because I was like, "What are you never gonna kill again? This is it." You're going to get out of this scot-free and no one will ever suspect you because you'll just live innocently? I doubt it. There's certain changes again where I'm like, I don't know why you why you needed to change it so much. And I couldn't find a lot of change explanations, like fact, facts-wise, except for that first killing one. Like, except that they wanted the slasher to wear a mask of people's faces because they wanted everyone to be, like, facing their worst secret aka themselves so that's why they changed that and like gave them gave that guy a mask every time i guess but but that's like such a i don't know maybe that kind of thing just doesn't freak me out like it we're look humans like-, like literally all we have is our secrets like i can't even like have something to myself like is everyone so in need of my own things and i'm this is more talking about like the kid with the pill addiction yeah like the other two were very fucked up i don't feel that sorry for them Makani, kind of an accident. The pill addiction, it's like, let him have that. This is none of your fucking business. He doesn't owe you anything. I read that Makani in the movie lives on Prescott Street, which is a reference to 
the protagonist from the Scream films, who is Sydney Prescott. Hmm. So that's, that's her address is that. Um, and Scream was a major influence. And in the film, Zach throws a party at his house while his parents are gone and wears an identical red outfit, just like Stu from Scream and both characters are their respective killers of their movies. So there was oh, like a that's funny. hint at his outfit. I didn't catch that. I didn't either. I have not memorized Stu's outfits from Scream. Stu is a cutie pie. Isn't he shaggy? Mm, shaggy is a cutie pie, but I'm also thinking of, um, what's his name? Ski Ulrich. Oh! Mm-hmm. He's from um, Ri- Riverdale? He's like Cole He Sprouse was a cutie pie. pie. Continues to be cutie pie. <laughs> Continues. Um, those are all my facts. There wasn't a lot, a ton out there. I really dug deep for those four. But um, I'll take them. They're mine. What do you prefer? I feel like I know what you preferred book to movie, but um, book one hundred percent. Book for me too. For the first time in a minute, I know it's been a while. The movie like was not bad. It was fun. I just think the book was like if you like reading, just read the book. I also was like picturing just like a more emo version of the guy from gossip girl the new gossip girl the guy with the pink hair they could have they should have cast him i know (laughs) sorry if i blew out your eardrums i can't even like i can't even deal with like the injustice they did to ali my sincere apologies i don't know what the next love interest looks like in our next book but we are reading a romance next so we're taking a really hard pivot yeah, we need something refreshing. We are reading Jennifer E. Smith's The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight. And then the movie has a shorter title, It's Just Love at First Sight, on Netflix. It's got Haley Lee Richardson from White Lotus as the... She's so the cute. Actress, I love I Haley. I don't know who the boy is. Oh, yeah, another week with a Haley. This time, a main. A, a main a alive Haley. A main alive Haley. Perfect. Maybe next book will be a Riley. Um, odds are slim. And if it is, it's probably a boy or a dog. Ugh. Story of my life. You can say goodbye to our cute, gray, spooky Instagram. Because now that Halloween is over and spooky movies are over, we're back to a love story. It'll be yellow again. But you can follow it on Instagram. It will be yellow. Yeah, we'll be back to cute brightness. Yeah. So I don't think our spooky ever got that spooky, though. No, it was cute, though. If you don't know what we're talking about, that means that you don't follow at Movies Better Yeah, right? So you should go look and see what we're talking about. And you can – oh, we haven't talked about our books yet that we're reading right now. But oh, yeah. to read yeah. our next pick for the show and then anything that we've been reading lately, you can go on our bookshop at mo- – no, at bookshop.org slash shop slash movies better yeah right and everything is on there to buy from an independent bookstore not amazon but what are you reading unless you're me who last week had to buy a kindle and an it was an emergency your book they took 25 of my dollars it was an emergency you tried the library i did i tried like three different libraries you even tried my library and we couldn't figure out i tried to to break all the library rules but they really have it on lock well, what are you reading? I am reading a book about breastfeeding. So oh. the book that I <laughs> no, I'm reading Ina May's Guide to Breastfeeding. The book that I'm going to put on the bookshop is not that one because I, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a huge audience <laughs> to pick that up. But I'm reading next. I haven't started it yet, but um, I will be reading soon The Fraud by Sadie Smith. So I can't say anything about it because I haven't started. But unless you want to hear me talk about nursing tips, that's all I got. Do you – is that author someone who has Sadie written other Smith? stuff? That's yeah. Um, White Teeth. She wrote when she was really young. She wrote a short story recently, a collection called Grand Union. And there are multiple other books that I'm just blanking on. I have one upstairs and I can see the cover, but you know my memory. But yeah. look her up. I don't she think was- any of those were what I was thinking. So I haven't started it yet, but I think my next in line is going to be The Rules of Magic by Alice Hoffman. Alice. Alice. I started it a while ago, gave it up, 
But recently, I just watched Practical Magic for the first time ever. I've never seen it. Oh my god, Riley, can I watch it with you? Is it a book? I want to watch it every single day for the rest of my life. It's Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, and they're so cute, and they're so witchy, and there's cute little girls and kittens and cute ants and a little murder. It's a book by Alice Hoffman, too, hence the connection. Okay, so Alice Hoffman wrote Practical Magic. I don't own that one, but I do own The Rules of Magic, so I'm going to try to give it another chance because I love the movie so much. This is a missed opportunity for a Halloween episode. Not that that's why it was. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of – it's why in in the sense that, like, at certain points, they were young adults. (laughs) Oh. Does that count if you go through the aging? Genres are just, like, made-up concepts anyway. That's true. But – I don't know how we've both managed to miss that movie because it is like Gilmore Girls did a Halloween special. I'll have to watch. Okay. <laughs> I was playing my computer and it looked like it wasn't happening and I was like, I'm about to disappear. But figured it out. Tell me if that's good because I've seen it on Fiona's shelf and it looked cute. You might have still disappeared. Oh, no. <gasps> My Wi-Fi was like, we're just going to turn off for 60 seconds. Oh, I'm here. So many changes. Anyway, sorry. I'm back. I disappeared. <laughs> All right. Hi. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I'm for back. listening. See you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.